sirens continue to blare in Beirut's uh, city centre. Seven hours after its port was wracked by massive explosions, you would have seen the story, seen the images perhaps. At least 78 people have been killed, thousands injured after more than 2,000 tonnes of ammonium nitrate exploded in a warehouse. To chat more, we're joined by Otago University Emeritus Professor in Middle East Politics, Bill Harris. A very, very good afternoon to you, Professor. Hello there. Good afternoon. Now, we understand you've just spoken with a friend of yours that uh, is in Beirut. Well, I've had a message. I've had a message from a friend. Right. And so what's the state of play? What did your friend say? Well, they have an apartment in Ashrafia on a hill, which is a in a uh, direct line from where the blast was, would be between one and two kilometres, and they say that their apartment has been devastated. Mm. Oh, Lord. Look, Professor, so speculation... terrible. Mm. It is, obviously, and, and the loss of life is incredibly tragic. Look, speculation is still very rife as to the nature of this explosion, but what you've heard from other analysts as well, is it leaning more towards an industrial accident at this, at this point? Yes, I would, I would say so. We're talking about 2,750 tonnes of ammonium nitrate yep. uh, in a warehouse. Uh, and one, one story is that this may have been triggered, that there was a fire beforehand, perhaps from a welding incident, uh, and that, that, was the, that was the trigger. Right. Now, I heard this morning, I think, there have been some concerns about this storage facility for five-odd years, haven't there? Uh, I don't think it's been very active concern because it sat there for that period mm. in that very close proximity to the central business district of the city. Right. Um, a number of questions really arise here. Uh, we're told that this material was confiscated, presumably by the state, in 2014, but we're not told from whom mm. uh, and did those people keep an interest in, in this. In other words, who stored it on behalf of whom through these six or so years? Yes. Uh, and what was the ultimate purpose or intention of of the storage? So there's a lot of there's a lot of questions that arise here. Absolutely. Now, could you tell us, please, Professor, what was the situation? Because obviously, there's tragic uh, toll of human life, but also I would imagine there's going to be a very high monetary cost as well. The Lebanese government before this explosion, basically, effectively, it was struggling as far as money goes anyway, wasn't it? Well, it's bankrupt. Uh, oh, I mean, God. essentially, the Lebanese government in recent years has been a plaything in the hands of the Lebanese elite. Uh, and various members of that elite have extracted resources through theft or gross mismanagement of the, of, of the, of the state. Uh, and it's bankrupt. The government is bankrupt. The Lebanese private banks also can no longer cover obligations. Uh, ordinary Lebanese have been told they can't access foreign currency deposits or deposits at all at the same time as foreign currency is flowing to outside of the country. Uh, and this is in the hands of, of, of the upper class, of the, of the ruling class. Professor, you lived and worked in Lebanon and the Middle East over many years. You focused your research on Lebanon and Syria. So what's it going to mean for that country? Very quick. We've only got probably about 60 seconds left, but what will it mean in terms of um, rolling blackouts and hospitals and the care of the wounded at the moment? Well, I think the people, the people are very resilient, the Lebanese people, and they will fall back on their generators and what other stop gaps they can, they can get uh, hold of. 
Um, the hospitals will carry on because, like you know, like elsewhere, uh, the frontline staff are dedicated. Obviously, there'll be a lot of deaths that could be that that would not otherwise occur in that in that situation. Mm. And uh, the street pressure will will reappear uh, in in the coming weeks weeks and months. Uh, there's very great public anger uh, with the, with this situation. Also, one has to remember the currency has collapsed. It's lost 60 or 70 percent of its value since late last year. So that is an implication for people's uh, access to to basic commodities and food. Basic commodities are largely imported in Lebanon. Oh, my goodness. Well, hopefully the world will come to the call and help with aid. Professor, thank you very, very much for your time and experience. Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks, thanks for having me. Greatly appreciate it. Professor you. Bill Harris from Otago University, an expert in Middle Eastern affairs.